0: Ooh, good morning, everyone. I'm actually going to do something in the morning, actually. But first, let me... Is it this one? this there are two musical pieces that are absolutely my favorite and I made it a goal when I get my harp which should be middle of November because it was on back order um, that I'm going to learn these two pieces this is one of them and I it's going to be hard but It is a worthy goal. I was sitting here listening to it. I was like, I've got to learn how to play this song. There's another one. It's Green Sleeves. I grew up and I've always just loved those particular pieces. They're really short, but they're beautiful. Let's see if I can find the green sleeves. I just have a whole playlist of harp music, I love it. Where's it at? Mm. (laughs) I get onto podcast and I am trying to play my playlist. Hmm. Maybe. Why wasn't it on there? Hm. It's on here. Hm, there it is. Oh, it's almost too exciting to think about. I don't want to think about it anymore because just thinking about it, I have to wait. It's been how long already? Four weeks. I have to wait four more weeks, maybe two, less than that. Anyway, I don't want to think about that. Anyway, you guys, it's morning time. It's like it's seven oh seven. I'm looking out. The moon's staring in my window. I fell asleep. Listen, this is how my night went after yesterday. I had to do my homework, got that done. Uh, What happened? I I let my son and his friend go over and get snacks for the night because they're going to run errands for my computer issues today for me. They're going to be on a journey all day trying to handle this computer thing for me. They took this on. God, please be with them today because (laughs) last night they came back and they have barbecue chips and I haven't had barbecue chips in a long time and I was like wow that actually sounds good so they looked at me funny when I said I wanted barbecue chips and I go I want some come here I went to look in the bag not only did they have barbecue chips they had monster energy drinks now listen these are 13 year old boys they definitely do not need to be getting hooked on monster drinks but the look on my son's face you guys I'm gonna tell you he thought it was going to be the end of the world because yesterday I was a little I I want to say short end (laughs) because earlier they had been kicking the soccer ball around the house and I got mad about that and I shouldn't get mad so I do apologize because I was wrong but then the look on his face when I saw the energy drinks, and I'm looking at him like... And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not even going to be mad. I was like, we're not going to make this a habit. I go, just don't be throwing things out the window. Don't be making noises. Don't be waking up the neighbors. They're like, we know, we know, we know. Surprisingly, they were really quiet. So I ended up falling asleep, and then I woke up at like 1. And I was up until 3 couldn't go to sleep couldn't go to sleep now as i was laying there you guys i was just thinking about why i felt the way i felt okay because here's been my week this is why it's bothered me so much and you have to sit and dwell on these thoughts and you have to invite god in you have to go god why am i so angry why am i this way why am I feeling this way you have to keep asking him and allow your thoughts to play through in order to find the truth because this is how my week's been um I've just been walking in love and so God has been loving people through me I've been mailing gifts I've been doing all these really beautiful things and it's like this high you're on cloud nine and it feels really good and it's so beautiful um And this is what I'm talking about when you let yourself go to God you give up your life your finances your life your everything so when I do things that God is asking me to do he tells me how much and sometimes I'll spend pretty much all my money not my money it's God's money but he will through me just spend it all in giving. But when I say God brings it back to you a hundredfold, I said that yesterday, I mean that. You can't allow the fears of what if to override what God's trying to do through you. So I've learned through time just to let go. And this week, all week, it's just been beautiful. Give, give, give. What I used to give to a man selfish men um, who wouldn't love me back I now give ten times more to other people it's so beautiful um, I, I am a giver it is by nature that I'm a giving person I've always been this way since I was a child I love to create things I love to give um, there's no limit to my giving Especially when God calls me to do it, so this week I've been living on this cloud nine high. Okay, when you when God does this for you, it's quite different than actually getting high off drugs or drinking. You know, it's it's it builds something internally within within you that's everlasting, but you don't crash and go. Oh, you know, now I feel physically ill. So. I've been going through this feeling good all week. It's been the full moon, so God's been pushing all this stuff through me. It was quite amazing, actually, how it all worked out. And then yesterday, just the change in, like, it was like this anger and rage towards myself was just coming out. And I couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And even this morning between the hours of 1 and 3 when I was up, I just sat and asked God, like, God, why? Why is this bothering me? I was like, please just push it out of me, whatever this is, whatever it is. Okay. So, this morning I get up because I have to work today and I'm in, in my shower listening to music. And even if, this song by Mercy Me, even if, I play it a lot. Um, means even if you're being held to the fire you're still going to love God and it came to me see if you dwell on these things long enough you will come to a truth with God I swear it with everything in me you just have to give it time a lot of people give up on finding the truth because it takes time they don't want to it to impact their busy day of talking to people or being on the internet you know I haven't I've been meditating and praying all week. I I haven't really done anything like watch movies or really, I've been online a little bit but not a lot. So I've spent a lot of time just giving my time to God. You have to give time to find the truth. If you're not willing to give the time to God, you ain't going to get nothing. That's what people don't get. If you're not going to give God the time to help build you and heal you and grow you and move you you ain't going nowhere you're going to sit you're going to grow stale and you're going to die miserable with regrets that's just the flat-out truth and somebody might be going no I'm not I'll prove you wrong well go ahead you're not proving me wrong all you're doing is hurting yourself you can think whatever you want and do whatever you want. But I'm telling you from personal experience, if you don't give God the time and you don't go searching within yourself and start asking yourself the whys and you keep sweeping it under the rug, you're going to die like a lot of people do feeling the impact of regret after regret after regret. Where I've really caught on to this was Gary Vee, who is famous. If you don't know who Gary Vee is, Google him. I've watched a lot of his stuff. He he knows his stuff, and he's pretty hardcore. Um, He talked about regret, and he goes, if you want to be motivated, go to a nursing home. Start talking to people. All you're going to hear about is I wish, I wish, I wish. They They have so many regrets because they didn't, Live from their heart. They were worried about what people thought of them. They did what everybody else wanted them to do, and they never did what they wanted to do. Not what they wanted to do from the flesh desire. Like, really did something with their life. Live out their dreams. They never did it. They sat, and pretty soon their life was over, and here they are in a wheelchair, can't move, can't even feed themselves, sitting in a diaper in a nursing home, looking back, wishing they would live their life to the fullest. That's the real of it, you guys. It doesn't get any more real than that. Is that what you want? To wait till the bitter end to finally let go of your ego and pride and go, God, you know, I hope, you know, you forgive me for everything I did and I should have lived the life you asked me to live. Anyway, so this morning when, you know, after all day yesterday and half of last night and this morning... God brought it to me. It was out of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 24 until um, 30, right? It says, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, and this is Jesus speaking, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Tares are wheat, you guys. Okay. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servant of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Okay. How is this like what happened yesterday to me, you guys? Well, it's exactly what happened to me. You will find your life in this book. You will, f- God will show you what is going on with you in the Bible if you allow him to. Okay. We are like a plot of field. Okay. God has sown his seed of love within me. But there have been people in my life who have sown their selfish behaviors. And I've allowed it. I allowed them in my life. And they sowed their toxicity within me. Which created this, you know, hurt and resentment. When you... You know, allow people in your life and you allow them to stay. A lot of it is women, poor relationships. We stay in relationships where we know we are not being loved. We know we deserve better, yet we stay there thinking the man is going to change because he says he's going to change, but he never does. Well, guess what? During that relationship, there are things that happen, okay, that cause hurt and pain and resentment. There are events and yesterday you heard me speaking as soon as I started to let it go I was like man you know what talking about my last relationship there's still you know there's there's things that God's trying to get out of me by using the full moon you guys the full moon has a gravitational pull as we all know scientifically what it does to the ocean God uses it within us for our souls to pull these things out of us by causing agitation yesterday he was triggered me with all this computer stuff right okay so now I'm opened up really upset and frustrated because yesterday I was really upset. I I wanted to rip my face off. But it came out. You know, there's still... There's still a little bit of hurt there. There's still a little bit of things that I need to talk about and let go of. What was it I specifically talked about? A lot of it was just the blatant arrogance and the entitlement of... Like being ignored. You know, who does that? I've I've had one night stands where I was treated better than that relationship. And that relationship was on and off for three years. I couldn't believe it. I was like, my ex-husband did a better job and I couldn't stand him. What the heck was I thinking? But then it comes down to... How stupid was I? But I'm not stupid. It was the thing I had to defeat, right? It was the demon. I talked about that yesterday. But there's still a lot of that internal hurt. Because I look back and I go, I should have walked away when I should have walked away. Should have walked away when he had a girlfriend. and I continued to mess with him that's what I should have done yeah I said it he had a girlfriend at one time I guess God wants me to talk about that too and I did I went over there twice I think about all the times he you know and this is real you guys this is why my stuff is not made for kids You know, these are real things that men do to women and we allow. I allowed him to actually physically hurt me because I thought it would make him love me. Like actually feel intimacy towards me. That's what I was hoping for. By allowing him to slap my face, spit in my face, degrade me. All these dark, sickened sexual pleasures men have, I allowed him to do that crap to me. I did it because I thought it would build this intimate connection with him. Like I was the girl who let him do these things. That's what it comes down to. Oh man, this this is what God's trying to get out of me. See, God is harvesting me, a truth out of me me trying to understand why I did those things, okay? And by talking about it, it comes out. I allowed those things to happen because I thought he would grow close to me intimately with me because I was the girl who let him do those disgusting things. And nobody else probably would because he would be considered as a disgusting pig, a pervert, but you know what? Here's the thing. That is not going to change a man. It doesn't. I learned the hard way. He he was lost. In his own sinful ways, he's gone. His soul is gone. I should have known because there was things I talked about about God that he just wasn't clicking to. I remember one time he told me, he told me a man can have the key to open every woman but a woman can only be opened up by one man huh that didn't make sense I stared there and looked at him basically he was saying that he he had the power to to open up a woman and make her orgasm I'm sure that's what he was hinting towards or something, or to her heart okay that he as a man had the power to he had the key to every woman's heart but every woman's heart could only unlock to one man so basically he was saying he was God and you know I look back, I always look back at that moment and I wish I could have told him you're so full of shit you couldn't even unlock my heart if you tried. I wish. I look back and the thing, the way I am now, would never touch a man like him. That's where I learned God has taken me to love myself. A man like him wouldn't even have a chance with someone like me. And I'm not saying I'm better, I'm just saying I love myself enough. I would never lower my standards to be with someone who. Who was that arrogant, that full of himself, that sickened. That's why I always go back and think what I was thinking. What I was thinking was, and this is where I come to terms with it, I wanted him to love me. Love me the way I was loving him. Because see, I was loving from a different place. I was wanting to be real with him. I was trying to be so real with him. I told him secrets that I never told most people. You know, when I said, oh, what was it? A couple of podcasts ago, I talked about drinking and doing drugs. So many, very few people in my life actually knew that I did drugs. And not all the time, you guys. But you do it a few times, I mean, you're doing it. Okay? It's still not good. Um... You know, I eventually told him down the told him, I told him some pretty, pretty crazy things. And he, I, he turned his back on me. He really did. He was the one who saw me drowning and turned around and swam back to shore to save himself. That's how selfish he was. But the thing about somebody like this, you guys, and I, I want to give a positive spin on this. Someone like that, How they treat one person is how they treat everyone. It's a reflection of his character. I told him that once and I don't think he ever got that. And I'm sharing this story openly not for my healing. God is harvesting me right now. I have to come out with the ugly stuff so that God can take it and get rid of it. And I no longer have to carry it within me. All these things that I couldn't stand that I freaking hated. I don't think he... He saw that I was slowly leaving him. I hated being at his house. He used to sit and look out his balcony window while he did things and just stare out over the city of Williston, just wanting to go anywhere but his place. Why didn't I leave? Because I hadn't defeated that demon in him and loved myself enough. I had to figure out why I didn't love myself enough. I do pray for his soul. Because he is lost. He's out there lost. You know, hurting other people. He didn't just hurt me. Every woman he's ever come in contact with, he's inflicted some spiritual pain to. This is what people don't understand. When you don't go back and make amends, when you keep hurting people with the same behavior, you're damaging them. You keep, leaving a trail of toxicity. And they have to heal from that, from their own understanding. And a lot of people don't have God in their life, so they don't understand how to heal from it. I mean, I'm five months down, six months down the road. I'm still dealing with some deep-seated stuff that really bothered me. But it takes time, you guys. What it comes down to is... You may know you need to leave somebody and you may do it, but it's going to take time for God to remove all the things that they planted. You know, his toxicity that he places on other women, he placed on me. It takes time for God to remove those things. God is harvesting me right now, the goodness and also the toxicity he sowed into my life. And the only way for it to end is for people to walk away from situations like this. They don't change. They never change. They're not going to change with you in their presence. He wasn't going to change. Why? Because I was giving him everything he wanted. I was allowing him to display his sick sexual behavior onto me. That's why he was a reflection of my stepfather. I always think, ugh. I allowed that. Ugh. What was wrong with me? I was that desperate for love. That's what it, that's what I think. I was that desperate for love. I was. I was that desperate for validation that I allowed those things? I used to be, yes. But not anymore. I don't have to tolerate those things anymore. So right now, God is harvesting me. And I want to use this as an example. When you look at your life, do you see like a pathway of some goodness and then all of a sudden shit hits the fan in your life? You just feel like everything's going wrong? Well, guess what? God's harvesting you. It took me a minute. And listen, I'm walking with God every day. It took me a minute and I got some other stuff coming up too like next week I got some stuff that you know I'm going to be setting time aside for me and it's self love things and it's putting me first and so uh, I don't want to say it's scary but it's like when I get these moments where I'm putting myself first it's a little bit new it's a little bit like I don't know if I could do this but I'm going to do this so I'm really excited so you guys there you have it I've taken you through yesterday was a really shitty day and I finally after lots of prayer and meditation God showed me what was really going on and I'm sure there's going to be more there's going to be okay for a second I thought that was a school bus and I was like there's no school today um i'm sure that today is going to be more because i ask god every day remove what doesn't belong in me especially when i feel this way remove what doesn't belong in me so that i can move forward whatever it takes so here it is you guys this is what you got to do got to start talking about things you got to start healing this is why the aa program works you can go in and talk about anything and i've talked about some crazy stuff okay um gotta heal you got to allow god to harvest these things and i did i gave him the time you got to give god the time if you don't give god the time you're never gonna go anywhere you're gonna grow stale imagine this imagine you bake a loaf of bread right you bake this beautiful yummy loaf of bread you stick it in a tupperware container and leave it on the counter you got all this goodness right but it's all sealed up and it's sitting on the counter what do you think is going to happen to that bread in two weeks? A month. Five months. Okay? That's what we're like. When we, when God has created us, we're supposed to display all this goodness. We're supposed to be good people in this world. Walk in love, loving others. And we don't. Guess what happens? We end up like that bread that grows moldy and nasty. It's just like this man, right, that I talk about. His name's Chris. This is what's happened to him in his life. He's become selfish in this world. He's put himself in a container. He won't live from the goodness of his heart. He just contains it all in. He's grown toxic and moldy. So when you open and see the inside of him, when you actually see what's inside of him, that's what he looks like. Moldy, disgusting, toxic, rotten bread that's what's on the inside of him from the outside though you see it in this container and it it looks good because he he's made his life appear good but the inside of his soul is rotten we all go through this you guys every single i went through this i went through this that's why i understand the concept i had to allow god in my life for him to get rid of all that garbage We all have to allow God in our life to get rid of that garbage and move forward. What time is it? I want to leave with a couple of stories. One, as I was sitting there looking at a couple of Disney movies, one was The Little Mermaid. (laughs) I thought it was ironic. See, she went against her father, who was the king. She went and sold her soul to Ursula, which was pretty much the devil. She, she thought she was selling her soul for love but she didn't realize that you cannot defeat Satan okay she ended up getting locked down in Hades Ursula's little dungeon her soul was all distorted you remember all the souls that were distorted down there okay same thing the king had to come in well that's not how the story goes King got defeated. But in the end, here's what it looks like. Okay? You cannot go against God and sell your and live in sin and think you're going to win. That's the moral of that story. You will always lose. You cannot defeat. You cannot override. You are not above Satan or God, okay? There will forever be a spiritual battle between those two worlds, Satan and God whose side do you serve if you, don't ser- if you don't knowingly serve one guess what you're serving Satan I, I guarantee it Because you have to make a choice to serve God every day um, and that's what the little mermaid was she sold her soul she thought she could be above her father well guess what she ended up losing um, what was the other one I see it Jafar Aladdin the movie Aladdin right you got the princess Jasmine her father Jafar Jafar is Satan you know she ends up she the princess wants to go see what it's like on the other side she goes over and she meets a boy right and everything's normal because he sees her and he thinks that she's just like him status wise in the world But then he finds out she's a princess. What does he do? He lies and is deceitful about who he is to win her over. But guess what? That came out in the end. You know, he ended up just as deceitful as Jafar. Lying, conniving, deceitful. He was just like him. Sin is a sin. And it was funny because... (laughs) In the end of the movie, he gets the girl, but in real life, that's not how it works with God. You will never win the girl by being deceitful. Not a lady of God, ever, ever, ever. Once a woman has given her life to God, it's over. No man, no form of Satan can come in and remove her from his hands. There is nothing and no one that will ever be above God, ever, ever, ever. So I thought that was interesting. I always see God in all things. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for letting me share. And I hope you have a wonderful day.